0: Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Build your future with Trade Institute of Victoria. James Brayshaw, Billy Brownless. This is Triple M's Rush Hour and right now we're joined by the number one middleweight in the world, our man Michael Zarafa. Our next guest has thrown on the gloves with JB. Upstairs. Spaghetti.
1: <laughs>
2: How'd he hit him, pretty boy? Mate, he's got two sledgehammers in his hands.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> and taken out the best in the world. Oh, Down goes got It's a stoppage win for Michael Zarafa. He's in for a massive 2023 because it seems like everybody with a title belt wants to fight him. Please welcome Michael Pretty Boy Zarafa. In he comes, our man, of course, WBA, the number one ranked middleweight in the world. Congratulations. That's happened since we last saw it. Thanks, boys. It's good to be back. How you been? Happy New
0: Year.
2: Yeah, you too, mate. What has been happening since we last saw you? Just a whole lot of training. Uh, I just got back from America now from a few weeks back now in Orlando and they inducted me as world number one. Yeah. So it was pretty crazy to be amongst all the greats, you know, about eight or nine world champions and the WBA president himself. And they called me up and yeah, gave me the trophy and said, number one, next fight, world title. So I'm wrapped. Wow. Against whom, mm. do you think? Yeah, well, it's scary, but uh, at the moment now the man is Gennady Golovkin, Triple G. Oh. So, yeah, very scary, but yeah. um, look, I like a challenge and I always um, rise to the occasion. So I'm training hard, like I just mentioned, off, off radio, you know, three or four hours uh, every session, um, two, three times a day. So I'm pushing the body, pushing the mind, physically, emotionally. We're ready. So we're going to get to the training because yeah. it's ridiculous
1: what you're doing, but
2: <laughs> where will the Triple G fight happen? Well, he's um, verbally said that he's happy to come to Australia. Um, So look, you know, everything's still up in the air in terms of when and where. But, um, you know, I'd love to have it down here and get, you know, Australia behind me, Melbourne behind me, because I'm the villain. I'd love to change that a little bit, but... Yeah, the villain pays the bills. So, oh yeah, I, uh, I'm looking forward Marvel to Marvel
0: Stadium. Yeah, we're Marvel on yeah. Survivor. You'd be good on Survivor. Yeah, as a well,
2: that's uh, that's actually in the pipeline. So we're fingers oh. crossed we get on that too. So oh, there you go. There we'll we go.
0: So in Melbourne or somewhere it would be great, of course. So tell us, because I heard you're in three or four different talks of fighting someone.
2: Correct. Yeah. Well, because I'm ranked uh, across all four sanction bodies, um, yeah. so I'm also ranked number two in the IBF. So there's a huge opportunity there for me to fight the Brazilian world champion. Um, Falcoa. Yes. So if that belt comes vacant, I'll fight him as I'm number two, he's number one. So we can get that on and Gee. I could fight for the WBA and the IBF world title. So, so how does it
1: work? You've got your people,
2: and yeah. your people talk to their people Correct. or do you have to talk to the governing body first? Well, cause I'm a free agent. I stay as a free, free agent. They basically contact the promoters and see who basically bids for it. And uh, the best, the best bid wins. And mm. um yeah, they speak to my manager is all in, obviously in America and they talk to their team and, and make it all work, crunch numbers, talk dollars, and if it all makes sense, the fight happens. So
1: you're in a ridiculous training uh, regime yeah. at the minute, but do you, do you know when your next fight is, or are you, is, are you just training that hard because you need to? So
2: Feb 14th, uh, so this month, he basically has to make a decision whether he relinquishes the belt or fights for the belt. Um, so if he keeps it, I'm the, I'm the I'm number one, so he's got a And If he relinquishes it, then obviously the IBF, Falcoa, um, then I can get that fight happening too. But mm. next fight for me is guaranteed a world title fight. Ooh, wow. Now, Ooh, tell training, us what
1: yes. you've done today.
2: Yeah, so this morning it uh, consists, every day obviously varies, but today I got up and smashed out a 10.5k run and Ooh, cool. finished off with about 30, 40 minutes extra cardio. Then we quickly went home, changed, shower, ate, straight to the gym again and smashed out two hours of boxing. <laughs> I'll go home after this and uh, back for another session of strength conditioning. So <laughs> I'm uh, training two, three times a day. Now, mm. is that sparring that, it hasn't started yet. I'm a little bit too far out to start sparring. Uh, but I, I normally start sparring about six to eight weeks out. I start amping it up four, six, eight, 10 to 12 rounds. Gee. But, uh, and we got, yeah, world-class sparring overseas. So I'll probably head over back to America end of February. Uh, start of March, and then yeah, we get it on.
1: And where do you go? Because I know there's like uh, Detroit is a fighting town. Like, yeah, where, yeah. where do you where do you pick out yeah, Philadelphia? Is another one where yeah, do you well, go?
2: I was training with um, Freddie Roach uh, at Wildcard, which is Manny Pacquiao's head trainer. I was contracted there for a good year. I was living over there for about eight months. Um, but I reckon I will head back to LA, Laguna Beach, Ooh. where I'm with Elvis Grand and, and Hall of Fame trainer um, Jimmy Montoya. Wow. So I'll be over there, who's trained 19 world champions. And I uh, made a promise that I'll be his 20th. So I'm right. <laughs>
0: but it'd be hard, wouldn't it? Travelling over there, living there and yeah, then yeah. training there. That'd be I, bloody look, tough. I hate it
2: over there. Mm. Um, I'm not a big fan. Obviously, I live here. I, I want to I be a world champion here. But it's unfortunately, the sport's not very big here. You know, mm. we're trying to, I'm trying to make a difference, but <clears throat> um, it's not really, you know, promoted enough. So overseas is where it's, yeah. where it's at. Hey, where's your gym? Have you got a local gym? Or you, have you got your own gym? Yeah, so I'm training out of Team Alice in Kielo at the moment, just keeping me fit. They're my, my Aussie team. So yeah. who who's there with the Alice? Who's there? Uh, Ty, uh, Nigel, Jake yep. Alice, all the Alice crew down right. there. yep. And then um, I've got my strength and conditioning team, Mikey, and then I basically head overseas, and then I've got my American crew, Alvis Grant, and like I said, Jimmy Montoya, mm. my sparring partners and all that in there. Um, they've done it 19 times with 19 world champions, Ooh. Hector Camacho, Ooh. um, you know, all the, all the big guys. Got to so, be
1: careful with your sparring partners though, cause you're a pretty boy.
2: Uh, <laughs> you, know, you don't want any damage. Yeah. I try, I try. I'm getting a little bit older now. Yeah. But, um, I oh, look, I love it. I love the sport. It's, uh, there's no love in the glove, they say. No love in the glove, Jim. All right, I like
1: that. <laughs> yeah, I like that. You can use that. Yeah, well, I like it. Now, we a little break here yes. with uh, Michael, pretty boy, Zaratha, because mm-hmm. I think Fat's got a line of questioning that's going to interest him. And he went to Russia. Yes.
0: There's a photo of him <laughs> there with <laughs> the Kremlin it's in the background. Yeah, yeah, World. That's yeah. actually
1: Disney World. Yeah, mm.
0: righto. Oh? <laughs> More with Michael Zaratha <laughs> next on the Rush Hour, Triple M. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Canada is the fifth most No, it's the country that listens to the rush hour the fifth most (laughs) jb and bill this is triple m's rush hour michael zarafa the number one middleweight for the world boxing
1: association joins us in the studio jb by the way 35 fights 31 wins 19 of them by ko won the last four in a row so he's on a nice roll including anthony mundine
0: 30 year old yes were you around with the Rocky movies and did you grow up with them and,
2: and love the Rocky movies? Yeah, I loved the first couple and then they started getting a little bit out of control. You know, there was too much, too much um, over-the-top boxing. I don't really like watching boxing movies because I'm too much of a critic. Uh, i start yeah, picking right. on them and I'm like, man, relax, it's just a movie. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I get too hard on it because I know it's, it's all fake, but... Um, you got to love the first couple of Rockies. Oh, yeah, Jim. Apollo that. Creed. Yeah. So
1: when we moved on Adrian! to. When we moved on to the big boy from Russia, you <laughs> yeah, thought that, yeah, was that was a yeah. bridge too far? 100%. 110%. 100%. What about the Creed movies that have since yes. come out? Because he seen... is a
2: boxer. Yeah, he is. I haven't seen those, to be honest, which mm. is pretty poor on my end. But. Um... Yeah, I said, I don't really watch too many boxing movies. Honestly. So
1: how did you get into it? Because like Bill, you know, got into playing footy because he watched it
2: as a kid on television. My dad it. was a cricketer, yeah, yeah. so I started playing cricket. What drew you to boxing? Yeah, I was watching boxing at like seven years old back in the day, My favorite fighter, Roy James Jr. And, um, you know, I just saw the discipline, the dedication that I was involved and I knew I had it. Could um, you fight
0: as a kid or a little? Yeah, I
2: was always that kid that got bashed by, you know, my older siblings and cousins. And I'd always come back for more. <laughs> and um, I knew if I just showed a little bit of discipline, a little bit of, you know, dedication, I could have that one fight to change my friend and family's life. And... And that's why I fight, you know, I fight to make a difference for my family and, you know, the people that have supported me in my career and just to make a little bit of a difference. You know, I see like kids growing up that want to be me and, you know, try to copy my style and stuff like that. That's what it's all about, you know, giving back that little bit. And, um, you know, I walked in the gym and put my first pair of gloves on and I never he Never looked it. back. Yeah, just loved it.
1: What about when you see the celebrity bouts? You know, the Paul Gallons yeah. and the, you know, the Barry Halls. As a man who actually does the caper for a living, yeah,
2: yeah, are well, you picking holes in that? Well, I fought seven, eight weeks ago on Fox Sports Main Event, and, and Paul Gallon was on my undercard. So, um, look, yeah, they're doing good things for the sport, but it, it does take a little bit of eyes away from the, the real guys that are trying to you know, make it mm. to the top. Like, I'm number one in the world, and they're talking all about Paul Gallon. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit of a shame, but... I mean, I just go out there and focus on what I've got to do. And once I knock out the world champion and and get that world title, that's all that matters. And, you know, that's when you can start calling the shots. He's hard head. Paul
0: Gallen. You couldn't knock him out. Oh, no, it's a did
2: mullin. You? He's an absolute mullin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but hey, he's a top bloke. He's a good
2: bloke. Yeah, bloody hope. He went to Disney World with Celine? Yes, yes. My partner just yeah. recently got engaged. Oh, hey, nice. nice. How nice. did you do it? Did you have it in a boxing glove or something? No, nah, no. Nah, I, <laughs> d- I kept it pretty basic, actually. I just told her to get her something from the room, and she walked in the room, and it was just standing on the, on the bed there with on top of all the pillows, and oh. pretty basic, nothing fancy, but... Uh, oh, yeah, did you like have the old,
1: ring picked out, pretty boy, or did she give you a bit of an indication? Yeah, as to
2: yeah what she gave me a bit of an indication. I didn't know that was we need to pick from. I just, thought, I just thought the more money, the better it is. And yeah, but yeah,
0: definitely wasn't the case. So engaged, engaged, engaged. engaged. Mm. Everyone engaged. No, nah. so we're well, all
2: we're all silly, are we? Yeah. Well, we all are. That. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well, he's on the way. Oh, How was Disney World? Do you enjoy all that, getting over there and uh, catching look, up with Mickey and
2: yeah, well, Daphne or whatever the duck is? Oh my god, <laughs> Daphne, Daphne. Daphne. It wasn't as good as I thought, to be quite honest. Oh, I mean. no. She wanted to go, and it was one of the uh, theme parks there, and apparently when you go to Orlando, you have to go see it, and yeah. I had a bit of downtime in between the uh, convention, and I thought, you know what? We'll go down there and keep her happy, <laughs> and um, yeah, look, it wasn't as good as we thought. We saw the big castle there, and yeah. I didn't even know it existed. And um, it was stayed there for about an hour or two. Then it just started bucketing down with the rain and Good. destroy the whole day. So I was I was wrapped, but she was pretty disappointed. Oh, <laughs> mate.
1: Now, are you a fan a fan of the history of boxing? And if you are, what fight would you love to go oh, back yeah. and be able to watch live? Is there one? The in, one in the jungle? What was the, that? The Rumble in rumble the Jungle. In the jungle? Oh, I
2: mean any fight with Muhammad Ali in it. Yeah. I mean he was an absolute legend, a hero. Um, who else would there? Roy Jones Jr. in his peak. He was my absolute favorite fighter to ever watch and he's the reason why I kind of got into boxing. Yeah. He could do it all. You know, he had the showmanship, the the skill, the flamboyance, he had it all. And um if I could go back and watch him live, I'd, I'd, I'd give everything. Muhammad
1: the, the was great. Thriller right? in Manila for yeah. me. Oh yes. When uh, he fought Joe Frazier in Manila yes. and they yeah. both nearly died. Yeah, the heat. That, <laughs> yeah, that was uh, they reckon one of the greatest ever mm. boxing fights in the history of the caper, and as you, as you say, Ali a legend. But, On but, but way he's
0: to being a legend. These sayings and all that, Jim. Oh yeah, yeah. No, had, well, them all. had to
2: sell the fights back then, pretty boy. Didn't a bit oh, like you. Hundred percent. Well that's what I mean. I've got to sell it because everyone in is boring. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's and why you've got to be
0: a villain. You gotta be a villain, you gotta
2: be the bad guy, and you know I have conversations with People off TV and stuff like that—they're like, "Oh, you're actually really nice." I'm like, yeah, that's just—you know—it's just what I got to put on to sell a fight because it's boxing. You know, yeah. you can't have two guys in there saying, "Oh, all the best, God bless, much love," <laughs> yeah. and, you know, I mean, you got to put—you got to put bums on seats. Sadly, and and for me, it's it's quite easy to be the villain. I uh, I enjoy it, and uh, I love all the, the negativity well, that comes with it. Good, <laughs> good luck,
1: mate. Yes. We've either got Falcoa or we've got the Triple G. Triple G. Either way, it's for a world title. Exactly, and we'll know that by Feb, Feb 14th. 14th.
2: right.
0: Beautiful. Well Good done, luck. pretty boy. We look forward to it. Australia's yeah. next world champion, oh yeah, no Michael Zaratha, on the Rush Hour. Triple M. Triple M's Rush Hour with JB and Billy. Start on your way to becoming a registered builder with the Trade Institute
1: of in Victoria. Head to tib.vic.edu.au RTO 21920.